0: Welcome back, folks. This is Fortitude. Uh, you can find us on Fortitude FW on social media or com on the internet. Uh, every once in a while, the stars align around here and a fellow <laughs> esteemed member of the media drops by for a visit. Uh, any truth to the rumors, you might be leaving the television... Uh, Industry for the podcast, lucrative podcast world. I mean, why wouldn't I?
1: But yeah, not yet. Right. But yeah, I'm thinking about it. The
0: voice you're, you're hearing.
1: toying with it. <laughs> the voice you're hearing
0: and the face you're seeing is the greatness of Karen Border, Channel, yeah. Channel 11 News anchor here locally. So Karen, thank you so much for joining us on, on the show. My pleasure, JW. Spence. It's an honor. It's an honor. We've got to know each other a few times over the years, and we'll get to, the, get to why here in a little bit. But really quickly, uh, your background, you grew up in town. Mm-hmm. Went to UTA. Arlington
1: specifically, Arlington. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to high school? Lamar. Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after, after college, you studied journalism in college, correct? Yes. And yeah, that took you kind of across the world, Tampa for a while and some <laughs> other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the first time you went on air and how was that experience for you?
1: Um, Probably let's see. Um, it, it was a hundred years ago, and I, I I'm big into <laughs> hyperbole. If you haven't guessed this about me yet, but I um, it was in April of 1988, and my, my first live shot was basically my first day on the air, and that was the the whole tax forms. You know, got to get them in the mail by midnight, and so that was my first assignment in Waco.
0: Was that was that set up any fancier than what you're seeing today? <sighs>
1: Just not even close. <laughs> not right, not this right. fancy. It was Waco.
0: Right. So getting Waco people. In two thousand three, the UTA gave you a Distinguished Alumni mm-hmm. Award, which is very cool. Um, you're married to a guy named Jim. Mm-hmm. We've everybody who knows you knows of the, the connection of Jim and the three kids. You have Jake, Katie, and Kylie. Mm-hmm. Um, in your first TV job you just mentioned. Uh, What does it feel like to be daily in the spotlight? Is there, is there a pressure? You're so used to it now, 26 Mm -hmm. years, correct? Right. What does it feel like to be always on, on the, on air?
1: Well, you you know, like you said, I'm so used to it. It, um, the biggest, you know, I, I was always somewhat comfortable. I mean, initially, obviously, you know, it was kind of weird out of the gate and, you know, and you always think, you know, you're so good. When you're when you're launching in your career, and then you look back on those those tapes, it's like, oh my gosh, how did I ever get a job? But it it always came somewhat naturally to me. Mm -hmm. When I was truly terrified was when I moved back to this area, because you know working in other parts of the country, you know you're just working in other parts of the country. But this was I'm back in my hometown, and I'm doing this job in front of everyone I've ever known and loved, and and I just it, it was quite intimidating. So so that was the the weirdest part, but that's been 26 right. years so I've gotten over it.
0: Right. <laughs> is for those who don't understand how your world works, could you walk us through a little bit like your daily yep. I, we know we know we, there's a story here how you went from evenings to mornings to, mm-hmm. to kind of gather your life back underneath you and right. be with your kids, which is really cool. We'll talk about that in a yeah. second. But mornings uh involves a very early rise. It could does. you kind of walk us through the day generally speaking?
1: Yeah, um you know pre covid it i didn't have to get in quite as early i would get to work at about 315 or so now i get to work about 215 and i'm solo anchoring the newscast so there, it's just a lot of so i'm i'm up at 115
0: 115 in the morning yes
1: uh huh yeah that's
0: incredible before Do, the bars close i'm waking up does a person get used to 115 alarms
1: i don't know i um i did mornings once upon a time you know in another mm-hmm job and I'd never adapted to it. It was a, it was a much weirder schedule actually than this one is. But I think the fact that I do, I have the same routine five days a week. Uh, it just works for me and I nap. I, I'm a good napper.
0: What time is nap time? Right. As soon as
1: I get home, which is basically so I, I do. So, so you asked me about my day. I get up at, at one 15. I'm at work by about two 15. And my newscasts, two hours between five and seven, and then the cut-ins that happen during uh, CBS mornings, so mm-hmm. up until nine o'clock, and then um, an 11 a.m. show. And after that 11 a.m., I get to leave, and as soon as I walk
0: in the door. Yeah, yep. a couple hours, usually? Depends
1: on what I've got going on, and if there's something else, like a, an appointment that I have.
0: Right. You know, at answer emails o'clock. from fellows yeah. like us trying to pe- pester you to come <laughs> right. on the show right <laughs> yeah um after the nap uh you have time with kids after school i'm guessing or these are grown your kids are grown now right. and um but going back to our earlier comment you left evenings afternoon mm-hmm. evenings so you could be more involved with the kids in the afternoons and evenings do you now that your kids are grown you have a 15 is 15 year old or 16? Kylie
1: is 19 now. 19. So My I'm baby. way behind. Yeah, yeah. So I know if they age and who figures Empty nesters.
0: Yes. Um, wh- how, how We're do you sp- quite good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Surely. How do you spend your evenings typically?
1: Um, getting ready for bed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I don't go to bed as early as I should, but it, you know, like I said, there's an app. So right. I, I, I it works for me. Um, Yeah. Just kind of sitting around with my husband and really kind of just, yeah, getting ready for bed. Right, so right. yeah, my, my evenings are thrilling. That time but-
0: is nine o'clock, nine, nine o'clock. Very good. Nine yeah. no. Four hours sleep. Does, do you, do you feel, do you feel pressure in, in your daily life because of this roti- routine?
1: No. Um, I don't know how, you know, how long I can do it, but um, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it very much. I mean, I love the people I work with, but you know, the same could be said for, for evenings too. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I love, I love where I work and I love the people I work with. Um, wow. evenings became hard for me personally because I was missing so much Truly. with my children and, you know, you never want to look back on your life and and have regrets and and say, what if? Um, so I'm, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to switch to mornings while they were all still in school. They were all still home. and and yeah so i i'm i've enjoyed it i'm enjoying it um, for as much longer as it lasts
0: and what yeah. are your what are typical challenges um aside from the things we just said for you professionally challenges uh is, is we're trying to i'm trying to mm-hmm. delve into the world of a, of a news anchor mm-hmm. you have teams that bring you news and you have things to talk about are you always searching in search of news or is it is it is it brought to you so you are you sharing news that people bring to you? Or are you in search of news yourself?
1: Both. I think, um, a lot of times, you know, we get emails, we get, uh, phone calls from people saying, I think you need to look into this. I think, uh, this would make a really good story. Um, you know, just on Facebook, sometimes, you know, you tooling around and you see something, you think, oh gosh, this would make a really great story. Right. So it's a little bit of
0: both. How big is your team?
1: Um, oh, I would have to count. I'd so have to count heads. More than a that, few people, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, again, I, I'm very grateful for the the folks that I work with. Everybody works really hard. And, you know, and since the pandemic, it seems like we've all been doing more, you know, because of, mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, who were working from home for a while. So the people who are still in the building um, having to do more work than usual and the people who are working at home are having to work in weird ways, you know, weirds that are foreign to them. And, and yeah, it's, it's been very challenging. But I think everybody who, um, you know, has stayed with it is just really risen to the challenge.
0: I've known you long enough just to know you're a very kind, humble person, which is wonderful. Obviously people in your, in your, in your profession and in, in, in the in the limelight sometimes aren't so much, but do you consider yourself a success? Are I like, you happy with the way it's going?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I like to think so. I mean, I, you know, I know people who um, really aspired for more. They, you know, they wanted the national spotlight and, you know, and that was never my goal. Um, I was approached mm-hmm. once and I, I didn't want to, to do the correspondence job. I was just starting my family and I didn't want to be traveling around the country, you know, covering stories, even if it's on a national basis. I, I it just, that didn't appeal to me. Certainly. So my goal was always to return home. That was always my goal. So moving around to the different markets, um, until 26 years ago, it was always my goal to come back and work in my hometown and raise my, my children here.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Do you, how much longer would you say you have in this industry? How, how much more long would you like in this industry?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, people ask me that a lot and, and I know we're going to get to this, but, um, should I tell them about the T1D? Well,
0: we're getting to that. So just the, if you'd hold that just, thought, I'd sure. r- I appreciate Let it. Let me just
1: say, it's an expensive thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I'll probably be doing it a little longer.
0: Good. Yeah. Good. Well, and, and
1: and I love what I do. So, you know, I think I think as as long as I am enjoying what I do and where I do it, why not?
0: Beautiful. So a couple of things you've uh, accumulated over your time, some regional Emmy Awards, mm-hmm. uh, could you explain a little bit about those and what that meant to you
1: yeah, um you know yeah, there's some there's some awards that that mean more than others um and and then that's not to say anything about some of the the stories that i've done but but one in particular stands out, and that was uh last December, I won an award for um for doing the story about uh babe Loffenberg's son Luke, and it That will, that will always go down, I think as a a highlight in my career in terms of, yes, yes, a dear, very dear friend Mm -hmm. and being able to share his story of grief and loss and, and getting to tell everybody about Luke and just what a wonderful, wonderful young man he was. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just, you know, the, the, the pain that a parent goes through experiencing that kind of loss. And, um, anyway, so. To be honored, you know, for, for that story means a lot.
0: You did a fantastic job and those Thank who've you. seen it, which is a lot of people now, you can't not cry. It's, it's okay. heart, it's heart wrenching, but I think you, you did a really good job in that regard. Thank so you. Um, Texas Associated Press Broadcasters Award, Press Club of Dallas K Awards, Association of Women Journalists Vivian J. Castleberry Award and the President's Club of Dallas. You are a legend. I mean, these are, these are all really cool awards. Um, well-deserved. Thank you. Um hope you know you're appreciated and obviously these words suggest as much Thank so you. surely so um i ask you before the show but um to think about something but the newsroom mm-hmm. since you started until now the news mm-hmm. the news uh broadcasting uh, platform has changed a little bit in your mind how has news <laughs> changed from when you started till now
1: yeah the news hasn't changed necessarily the news gathering process certainly has i mean when you think about back in the day i mean We, my first job, we used typewriters. We used to have our teleprompter, you know, we'd scripts that we would print out and then tape and put it on a, um, conveyor belt and little camera reflecting back and just ancient tube technology with the cameras. So if a tube went out, I'd be green. Mm -hmm. All of me would be green. Mm -hmm. And you know, the fact that I was able to get another job after that (laughs) is a miracle, but, um, yeah, we didn't have cell phones. We, we had. You know, you have to pull over and find a payphone. Um, you said that you report, report back to the station to tell them what was going on. And um, barely had live trucks and satellite trucks. I think at my old station, our satellite truck was a milk truck. It, it just, yeah.
0: Got the job done. Yeah. Yes. Yep.
1: Yep. A converted milk truck. And yeah. So it, it's changed. Quite a lot, you know. Ticker tape. There was no internet, mm-hmm. so I mean, we just had the the AP wires coming across the. I'm not. I feel like I'm not that old, but geez, not, so it's just things. Not. But just things have changed <laughs> so much. Even just, um, you know, things kind of change exponentially. You know, we're shooting on big, and I and I'm having to go out and and one gun. It is the way we called it. I'm wearing a great big battery pack around my waist, and it's falling down because I was, you know, a Buck five dripping wet back then. And you know, big old camera and a separate pack for the the tape, big three-quarter inch tape. And then eventually, you know, things evolved and we went to a, a half inch tape. And then, you know, we go to discs and you know, and I had a hard time wrapping my head around that. How mm-hmm. do you get something on a disc? Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, and now it's all digital and it's just Right. Evolved quite
0: a lot. The person you described initially with the big camera, that's our that's Jay Fitzgerald, <laughs> our camera guy. He's always lunking <laughs> around a bunch of equipment. More yeah. than we need, probably. So <laughs> very good. Um one of the things that a lot of people ask this question of people in your in your profession, uh September eleventh, yes. what was that day like for you on the on there or on the, it, in the newsroom?
1: Right. Um, I always, you know, because we, we just had the uh the big anniversary of the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. So we all were kind of remarking about our experiences and our memories from that day. And I was very newly pregnant with my youngest child and two other little ones. I mean, I had my kids very close together. And I remember waking up early and just turning on the TV and it was, you know, just, I I didn't even know if I had, I think it was probably muted or something, but I just remember seeing the twin towers and kind of smoke curling out of one of them. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, I turned up the volume a little bit and I heard something about them saying a plane. And my thought was, you know, a small plane, an accident, how terrible that that had happened. And then as I'm watching the second plane hit and I thought this isn't an accident. And I called my nanny. Um, I was, we were fortunate enough to be able to have a nanny. Um, And told her, I said, you need to come in right away because normally I was working evenings. And so I wouldn't have gone in until about two and this is eight thirty in the morning. And I think it was eight thirty. 30. I just remember calling her and saying, you've got to come in now. And went in to work and it was just, we were all just kind of numb and wondering, you know, what was going to happen next? Because things started, kept happening, you know, the Pentagon and the Pennsylvania and, and it was just, terrifying Mm -hmm. it was terrifying um because you know not only as a news person but you also think as a mother and you know what's going to happen what's happening to our country Mm -hmm. what what because nobody knew nobody knew what was going to happen and then for a long time i mean i remember like just the silence of everything I, i just no planes. There were, you know, there was nothing and people were off the highways and people were staying home and glued to their television sets, trying to figure
0: out what was going on. Was the newsroom, was it, cause you're trying to make sense of that just so people like us can right. make sense of it. Are you, is the right. newsroom chaotic?
1: Chaotic. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, eerily quiet for a while, but then there was a little bit of chaos. Of course, I'm on the set by this time, my, my co-anchor Tracy Rowlett at the mm-hmm. time um you know we were we were on the set together by ten in the morning, and we went through our evening newscast and you know of course, you know we were, would only do like snippets of news because the network had most of it. it was a national story it really hadn't affected us here mm-hmm. locally thank goodness um but you know just just trying to get on the computer and take part in that news gathering process and and Find updates for people because that's all anybody wanted was an update. Let me know what's going on, what's happening. Why is it happening? Surely. Who's doing this?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. So yeah. not to change topics to, a, or actually to change topics to a more mm-hmm. positive role. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you mentioned the Babe Laufenberg interview, which mm-hmm. was great. Any other interviews throughout your career that really stand out in your mind as being extra special
1: well, I interviewed uh, the president. I saw yeah. that, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, President Obama. They actually called me to see if I would come to the, uh, the White House to interview him. And I, they were emailing me, and I, I thought it was a joke. And so I kept deleting the email. And I, I was on vacation, so I really wasn't paying that close attention to my emails. You know, I glossed through them really quickly. And finally, um, one of my colleagues ended up calling me at home and said, yeah, you know, Karen, they're, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so at the White House is trying to reach you. And I said, I thought that was a joke. And He said, no, <laughs> they, they want you to call. And, uh, yeah. And so from then it was just a matter of figuring it out. And yeah, th- that was kind of a highlight, but I've, I've interviewed, um, uh, let's see. I mean, Laura Bush a couple of times and oh, gosh, generals. And the, I don't know. I, it, sometimes I forget, oh, gosh, I can't even think about all the number of people in Hollywood and sure. yeah,
0: that's any on the, those were all powerful things you did. Mm-hmm. Any on the cr- crazy side that you were just wheels off, any moments on air that were worth mentioning that it didn't go right or, you know, something, some kind of mishap on air that, you, that are worth talking about.
1: Oh. <laughs> There's one. And I hate to, say, I really, if I don't know if I should even say it on air. I think
0: you should. We have a really good editing team here and <laughs>
1: Okay, so it's my first job, um, and I'm anchoring the ten o'clock news, and I was solo anchoring, and it was the last night of the World Series, and the Dodgers won. Earl Hershiser was the. I remember. I mean, it's just can't forget something like this. So we even have guests in our studio, so had kind of had like a studio audience, and I'm reading the news, and I was supposed to say the Temple City Commission. And what came out was the Simple Titty Commission.
0: Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: so that, um, yeah, that was kind of mortifying. But I, you know, I tried to gloss right over it and just, and then, of course, the first commercial break, the weather guy comes out, mm-hmm. sports guy comes out
0: laughing, oh, just no. holding yep. their sides,
1: laughing mm-hmm. so hard. And um, yeah, never, they, they still haven't forgot, let nice. me forget it. Yeah.
0: Our, our research team looked for anything mm-hmm. we could find. We did not find oh, that on air. So it's, it's managed yeah. to go, go go into hiding. Right. So you're lucky in that respect. So
1: thank goodness this mm-hmm. is free YouTube. Yeah, that's all I can say. I try very hard Fair enough. not to. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes things, things will happen, but yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I
0: can understand. I'm sure a lot of uh, blank stares like, oh, yeah, no, she like, just oh, said that. What did
1: she say? Yeah. Because well, no one was watching right after the World Series
0: last game. Right, World right. Series, right. Well, Maybe I'm sure you. I'm sure enough thought, but sure, yeah. um one of the things that I love about you and a lot of people that know you love about you that you're very devoted to several causes outside mm-hmm. the media that you right. utilize your platform to help. Mm-hmm. One of them real quickly is the breast cancer um in uh, Susan G. Komen and specifically mm-hmm. because of your mom and your grandmothers, mm-hmm. and you have some aunts and cousins that have gone through this personally, right. so you you're speaking from something of experience. The re, one of the reasons that I w- wanted to have you on today uh, most importantly, is for, it affects me and you have a direct connection. Katie, she was diagnosed. Uh, Kylie. In a, Ki- yep, Kylie, my baby. Yeah, for, forgive yeah. me, Kylie, yep. the youngest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was diagnosed in 2015 with type one diabetes. Right. And because of that, um, we'd love to hear how that how that initial days went. But you are, have emceed several times the JDRF gala, which is the big money raiser for locally for our chapter. Right. To find a cure, which is what jDrF Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation is after finding a cure right i 'm a type one, which mm-hmm. you know, but Kylie, tell us about the first when that in two thousand and fifteen when yeah. you received the news because everybody who's a type one uh, has a has a story, and right. I no doubt you have too
1: I do, and um yeah, I get the mother of the Year award for this one um, so my my middle child, katie um had told me that um Kylie was getting up in the middle of the night and going to the bathroom a lot and you know and she was also losing weight and but I thought you know she's also working out a lot more and so she's drinking water more water and so she's having to go to the bathroom it all makes sense right and I didn't want to be that mom who panicked uh you know thought just take a deep breath it's not don't don't make this something it's not um I knew the symptoms because my brother-in-law has type 1 and I have a cousin who has type one. But, and I even mentioned to my husband, I said, Kylie's got these symptoms. I know it's probably not diabetes, but I just have to tell you that she's got these symptoms. And, uh, he said, yeah, I'm sure she's fine. And I knew she had, she had a doctor's appointment coming up in a couple of weeks. So I thought I'll just, you know, mention it to the doctor when we go and, and, um, we'll see what happens. Well, my husband and I had a, we're taking a trip to new Orleans that weekend. And, um, so, we get there, we land, and I had a friend bringing Kylie home, and she said she called me and said, "Yeah, you know, uh, Kylie has what I like—I like to call sick breath." I mean, just when my kids get sick, it's just—you mm-hmm. know—I just thought you should know it's kind of fruity smelling, and I thought, okay. Twenty minutes later, I get a call from the nurse, the school nurse, saying that Kylie had fallen asleep in her office, and I thought, okay. And so I asked my son my then 18 year old son, can you please run her just to the urgent care and just have them test her to make sure she's okay. And, um, he did. And the, the doctor from the urgent care, you know, called me and said, um, yeah, she's a little dehydrated. She's fine. Um, I said, okay, well, do we need to come home? And he said, no, 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 no. She's fine. She's a little dehydrated. We're going to give her an IV. And, um, yeah. And then, you know, on Monday, bring her back and i thought okay that's fine so about 30 45 minutes after that and you know and by this time you know we're at pat o'brien's with with our friends and he told me he said yeah we tested her blood and her a1c's are a lot higher than they should be i said well what's an a1c right and so for those for those of you who, who don't know it's it's a a snapshot of, of like a 3 month profile of what your blood sugar level is. He said, yeah, it should be in the seven range and hers is over 14. So protocols tells us that we need to take her by ambulance to which hospital do you want to send her to? And, you know, by this, I mean, I'm just panicking. My husband can kind of hear what's going on. He's on the phone with American airlines trying to get our flight, you know, trying to get us a flight home. And of course, you know, the last flight of the day was already gone. So we were, we made the first flight out the next morning, but yeah, I was like to say, so my daughter was diagnosed with type one diabetes and I was in New Orleans when it happened. But mm-hmm. it, it, one of the things that, that frustrates me the most about people's understanding of this disease is, is, you know, when I came back to work and trying to, to tell people, you know, this is, um, and I also think it was a blessing that it happened when it did, because I was doing mornings by then. And so it enabled me to, I mean, I'm up anyway at two in the morning so I can go and check on her and I could do mm-hmm. all of these things that, that wouldn't have been possible if I had been doing nights, if I'd been working night still. So the change and shift was, it was just perfect timing. But but my frustration has always been with people who'd say, oh, it's not that big, big a deal. Just tell her to cut back on the sodas and the French fries. She'll be fine. But that's not how it works. It's, right. There's a big difference between type one and type two diabetes. Type two um, is a much larger percentage of the population. That's the one that that you tend to think of people who are, are overweight. Um, and it's not always that the case, right. but that seems to be you know the uh, the majority of people who have type two diabetes are people who have a hard time managing their weight, that kind of thing. Type one diabetes is when basically your body kills your pancreas. Mm -hmm. It attacks itself. It's an autoimmune disorder. So just like arthritis or anything like that. So nothing that, that JW did, or my daughter Kylie did to bring this on, it just is, it just happens. And nobody knows why. And that's one of the reasons we love JDRF is because they are trying to find a cure and they're trying to find out why this is happening and what we can do to Make it better to make everybody's lives better, and even in the short time that Kylie, since her diagnosis, I mean, it, you know, she's on a pump that she loves, and she's got a Dexcom that mm-hmm. you know alerts her. She does; she's not having to prick her finger any, you know, before every single meal. It's it's created a um, a very. If you're going to have a terrible disease, you know, a lifelong disease, you know, this is one where it's manageable. It can be manageable thanks to the advances that have been made.
0: Truly, And most of the advancements have been, no, in no small part, funded by research from JDRF, which has raised something like two, over $2 billion since right. inception. Right. It's amazing. How's Kylie doing?
1: She's great. She's a, a sophomore in college now.
0: Managing it pretty well. Yeah, no she problems. is.
1: I know that was kind of our fear, too, is how she can do when we send her off to school. I t- tried to convince her to stay locally, and she said, nope. I've got three Aggies, and yeah, she was going to be, she was determined to
0: be an Aggie. So, the North Texas Oklahoma chapter of, a uh, local chapter mm-hmm. of JDRF here locally, you've emceed uh, several times. Do, are you planning to do this in the future? Are you, are you always involved in that? Or is it, is it, depend yeah. on scheduling?
1: Depends on the scheduling, but I am doing the, the big fundraiser in April,
0: April 2nd, 2022. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's at the Fort Worth Zoo. So yeah. I'll see you there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're very excited because last year's the pandemic kind of wiped right. that away. So, mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, those of us like me and, and Kylie, we can't tell you how much it means to you to do what you do because it, it, this needs a voice, and it's such right. a small part of diabetes overall. Like you said, right. type two, such a ninety-five percent, I think, is a, is, yeah. is correct. But JDRF uh, is, is is grateful for you, Karen. So thank you. Um, uh, one thing you did in twenty fourteen, I have to mention it. You were on the talk. Oh yeah, that's. It's been a while since that happened, but yeah. talk I did about that twice. Twice, yeah, could you twice. tell us about that real quickly?
1: It was very cool. It was very cool. Um, Yeah. They needed somebody to fill in for uh Julie Chen. So they on a, you know, one day each day, they would have um, an acre woman from one of the CBS O stations to come in and, and fill in for her. And um, yeah, that was back in the, you know, one of the early seasons of the talk. And it was just so cool because, you know, that, it's live. It goes on live at what is it? One o'clock our time. So 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, Pacific time. And so we have to get to the studio very early. Uh, I had my own makeup artist and hairstylist and, uh, and, and we sit around a, a table or like a round table and everybody's, you know, got, you know, no makeup. And so I'm sitting next to Sharon Osbourne and, um, and, and, uh Leah Remini and, and some mm-hmm. of these other ladies. And I'm just, blown away and they were all so nice they were just could not have been nicer and um and having that studio audience and yeah it was thrilling it was very very neat
0: very cool yeah do you have any people that inspire you hmm. any heroes i'd have to think about that sure. i
1: you know so many i mean so many people in my life on a daily basis i find things about them you know my my best friend i mean i love her perseverance and and just everything that 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 she does. I just I love that and I respect that uh, about her. I love, you know, my daughter Kylie and, you know, her um just her her fortitude. You know? Hey, yeah. Look at that plug. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. But no, but really it's a good word for it. You know, mm-hmm. she she just, you know, she had oh, you know, she graduates high school in um, you know, May of twenty twenty, you know, mm-hmm. so Yeah. So she goes off for spring break and never goes back to school, you know, so she didn't get a prom. She didn't get a a real graduation. You know, she didn't get, we always took the kids on a, a trip to celebrate their, uh, their graduations. Yeah. She got gypped out of that. And, you know, just one thing after another, after another, after another, she, she, um, her roommate caught, uh, COVID right at the beginning in August and Mm -hmm. So they send her down to like the basement of the dorm where she was living and she's, you know, their aunts, and mm-hmm. there's no shower curtain and she has to stay there, but her roommate gets to come home to Fort Worth. So she, um, yeah, she was just like, of course, of course this is happening to mm-hmm. me that anyway, bless her heart. She's just, she tries so hard. So I admire her ferocity.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> um, besides working and kids and napping i guess what, what what does karen like to do for fun
1: um you know we have a, a weekend house out in palo Pinto county and we go there every chance we get i it's just you know it's so relaxing and it's just fishing? so peaceful actually no i mean it's just do you own a fishing land. shirt by chance probably have a fishing shirt somewhere yes okay, good. <laughs> but yeah it's um it's not on the lake or anything like that it's just um it's it's just it overlooks it's uh, you know, it's, they call it the Northern Hill Country and you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. that there are hills out, <laughs> out in this, in this area. And, you know, like beautiful conservation land and it's just gorgeous and That's peaceful. your quiet place and away from
0: it is. chaos. Yeah. just uh,
1: allows me to exhale.
0: Very good. Yeah. Um, Do you, what kind of music do you listen to and what do you listen to right now?
1: Right now? Country. Generally,
0: country? Yeah. Anybody in I particular?
1: Hawkeye. Yeah, I talked to him this morning. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, I listen to country music generally.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask. I have you, a lot of music on my Spotify. Anything besides country? Lots. Rap? Uh, classical?
1: Classical sometimes. Sometimes?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Before you on the way to work, uh-huh. do you, what do you listen to in the car on the way to work?
1: Um, usually the news. News. Okay. Um, yeah. And then country.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what, uh, what's, what's in, what's in store for you? You mentioned what, what how i going to do this, but where does, where does your, um, broadcasting go from here? Cause social media is now all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's causing a stink and both sides, you know how that works. Sure. We get that. How does, how does that affect you, your, your career, your future, or does it, and how does channel 11 go forward with all that's going on in the social media world? Is it, is it a kind of a nightmare, chaotic uh, yeah, I cluster. mean, I,
1: I think you know. I, obviously, they want us to embrace social media because so many people are on it. But um, I try to find a balance because it can be very intrusive, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, not just for me, but for them as well. And I, yeah, I, 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 I try to find that balance. But um, in terms of you know what we do, and again, you know, the news gathering process and things like that, they do want us to utilize those things. So I try to get better with it. I mean, I I will say, um, for instance, the, the explosion, um, in West, the Mm -hmm. fertilizer plant explosion several years ago, um, I was working nights and something popped up. It might've been DFW scanner. And I looked and it said a fertilizer plant on fire. And I stood up and I, I yelled at the newsroom. I said, we need to get a helicopter up right now. We need to go, we need to go to West right now. And, um, and they didn't, jump right away and they said, why? And I said, there's a fire at a fertilizer plant. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, does no one remember Oklahoma city and the the Murrow building? I mean, it fertilizers, that's not good, you know, causes explosions. And, um, it, you know, it just, it took them about five minutes, but yeah, we, we took a crew on the ground, sent them out there, put a helicopter up in the air and we were the first ones right there, before, you know, like after the explosion, just because, mm-hmm. I saw something on Twitter and, you know, so it can be very beneficial, but at the same time, yep. you know, you just got to find the balance.
0: Understood. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple more questions. We'll let you get out of here. I know you have to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> There's some guy named Doug Dunbar you work with for a long time. He's, he's a pretty handsome <sighs> fellow. Rings a bell. You might, he might've sat next to you for a period of time. How, how how's years? it, how's it working with Doug?
1: He's great. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Do you know him?
0: I don't know him, but I, okay. I've seen, obviously we've seen him for a long time with you yeah. and he seems like a pretty mellow, just calm, demeanored, nice guy.
1: Doug's a great guy. And you know, I always like to say, um, you know, he's, he's a loving husband and a loving father. And it's pretty much, he's one of those guys that it can be frustrating just because he does everything so well, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, how can I measure up? I can't because, you know, he he just decides, you know, you know, I think I'm in a golf club. I think I'll play scratch golfer. I think I'm going to run a marathon or I'm going to start running. Okay. And then he runs a marathon. i think I might try a triathlon. Okay. <laughs> Ironman. He goes for the Ironman. And, uh, what, you know, I think I'm going to learn how to fly a plane. So now he's instrument rated on the plane. You know what I mean? It's just like, is there anything you do badly? I just, I'm waiting to find out.
0: Right. Right. You no, know,
1: he's just, he's a great guy and and again one of the things that i love best about him about him is that he's such a um a family man and he just is as as much as he puts into his work he puts more into his family life and I think that's kind
0: of a neat thing. Maybe that's why you guys work so well together for so long. Yeah. Well, 26 years now, the picture mm-hmm. on the screen. Yeah. You, it's blurry here. We'll, we'll tighten it up on the keep show, it, keep but blurry. You, you have, uh, you have progressed to hairstyle wise, no yeah, doubt, but yeah. congrats on the success, the 26 years. Thank Last you. question before you go, Karen, mm-hmm. familial affairs aside, no, no husband, kids, nothing family related. What's the best day of your whole life?
1: Like, like in the future, if I could have a best day no, or just in the past. In
0: the past. This oh is my. we ask all of our guests this question. And it's a tough one.
1: It is a tough one. I wish you'd give me days to think about
0: it. <laughs> we like to I, put you I, on the yeah, spot. Yeah. No.
1: Um, honestly, probably just any day with my family. Okay. I mean, I just those are the times that I love the most. My son works on an offshore oil rig <laughs> as a petroleum engineer, so he's out of the country quite a lot. Which company? ExxonMobil. Very nice. Wow. Yeah. And he, uh, he's, he just turned 24 and he's just got his whole life ahead of him. And we are so in his rear years mm-hmm. sometimes. And uh, my other daughter's about to graduate from college in May, biomedical sciences. And, uh, you know, they're just growing up too fast. And, you know, talk about empty nesters. I mean, sometimes they don't come home, you know, for, mm-hmm. the, I make them come home for Christmas, but, you know some of the other big holidays you know right not so much so yeah I think any day that I get to spend with my family is my best day that's
0: a great answer well please forgive thank me you. blushing throughout the show but I've been honored to have you on the show we're big fans of you we thank you for thank you for you. JDRF you've always been great but thank, thank you. you again for being on the show Karen so
1: happy to be here yep thanks thank you that was fun all right